welcome to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. Thanks for listening to the Activate podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. I am Pastor Christian, and I'm so glad that you are joining me for our Journey family. For those of you who are engaged in our church on a weekly basis, we are rounding out the 2022 year and heading into 2023. But if you are just part of our podcast audience, um, you can listen to this podcast at anywhere, anytime that you are trying to figure out very specifically how to develop a daily program of walking with God through Scripture. That's going to be the content of our Activate platform today. So for those of you who have been with us for a while, you know that for more than five years, every week, we partnered an Activate podcast with a Sunday morning message from our church so that we could learn how to take what we had learned from Scripture and actively apply it in our life. If you'd like to go back and listen to nearly 250 episodes, we'd invite you to do that. You can find the partner content of the message at our website, takethejourney.cc, watch and listen. And of course, our Activate content will scroll right through with those messages. Um, Last fall, we decided we were going to start dropping one podcast a month with special content that was very practical for some spiritual movement in your life. As we are rolling into the new year, we've challenged our church to read through their Bible this year in order to learn how to walk with Jesus. So today's podcast is going to be some very practical tips and tools for how to have a great Bible reading rhythm in 2023 in your life or whenever you might pick up this podcast. For those of you watching on YouTube, you're going to see some of my favorite resources, journals, devotionals. For those of you listening on Spotify uh, or the Apple platform, I will try to spell them out as best as I can. But please know you can always go to YouTube uh, and watch this podcast rather than just listening to it. But we're really grateful you joined us today. Really kind of the foundation of today's podcast are going to be two scriptures that have become near and dear to my heart about Bible reading, Um, and they both come from John, one of Jesus' closest friends who wrote the fourth gospel, the gospel of John in the New Testament. He also wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John letters to churches and Christians in the first century, and of course the book of Revelation, which he received while he was uh, basically in jail on the island of Patmos about God's end-time revelation for his people and his church. In John 17, 17, he records what's known in Scripture is the high priestly prayer. He was one of three disciples on the night that Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane that Jesus invited to come pray closely with him. So John records a very personal, very passionate, very powerful prayer from Jesus that maybe the rest of the disciples didn't even hear. Jesus was praying for his disciples and their reaction after he would be arrested. And then he was praying for all Christians who would ever become Christians in the history of the world through the ministry of the disciples. And Jesus prayed this in John 17, 17. He prayed that all Christians would be sanctified by the truth. And then he said, your word is truth. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. The word sanctify means to set apart or make holy, to make pleasing to God. God was saying, Jesus was saying, God, I want all the followers of Jesus who become followers of Jesus through the ministry of these disciples to be pleasing to you, to be close to you. I want them to be changed and to look different from everyone else in the world. So God, I'm asking you to change them 
but I know you'll change them through your truth, through your word. John introduced Jesus to us in John 1.1, that same gospel, by saying, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He introduced Jesus to us as the word of God, or as the things that God revealed to us about himself. So as we talk about reading the Bible, you need to know, for me, it's not just a book. I believe what the Apostle Paul told Timothy about Scripture in 2 Timothy 3.16, that Scripture is God-breathed, that Scripture is the breath of God and the life of God and the direction of God for everyone who wants to follow God so they know how they can live their life. So for me, Bible reading is not just Bible study. Bible reading is not just um, learning theology. Bible reading is interacting with Jesus. I had an opportunity to meet with my Bible reading group this afternoon before I recorded this podcast, and I told them Bible reading is the training wheels of learning how to walk with Jesus. Bible reading is not walking with Jesus, but it trains you to develop a relational rhythm where you see Christianity as a daily relationship, not just a spiritual commitment in your past or a spiritual place in your future, but a daily relationship rhythm where you walk with a real person named Jesus. The goal of this year is for our church to begin to learn to read their Bible, not just so they can read their Bible and put it on a shelf and check that off the list, but so that they can learn how to develop a rhythm of spending time with Jesus every day. Uh, It is what my life is centered around. Danielle and I, the last 20 plus years of our marriage and being in ministry together, uh, if there's anything we've gotten right, and we've gotten far more wrong than we've gotten right, but if there's anything we've gotten right, it's that we have learned to center our lives around our time with Jesus. And I've learned so much about Jesus through that, and I've learned so much about following Jesus and walking with Jesus through that. So today I wanted to share with you just some real practical tips and tools as you get ready to walk with Jesus every day in 2023. Um, If you were to come over to my house in the morning, right now I do my quiet time in the morning, you would see me open up my Bible, and the very first thing you need to have a great year in Scripture um, is a Bible reading plan. Uh, So you will see in every Bible that I have read, because I always keep my plan with my Bible, I I believe next year will be the 19th consecutive year that I've read through the entire Bible in a year. I will read a Bible, um, I will close it up, put it on a shelf, I'll buy a new Bible, and I'll start over. I'm getting ready to do that. Every one of those Bibles will have a Bible reading plan in them. The Bible is a really complex book of 66 different books and letters written that kind of lay out the history of God in the world, the future and eternity of God in the world, and how God wants to interact in our daily life. It's a hard book to just try to open and read if you don't have a plan to read it. So I have found for me a Bible reading plan really helps me have a pathway to read through the Bible in a year. Um, I've also found that having a place in my house where I read every day, or maybe for you it's going to be a place at work, or maybe for you it's going to be a place outside your work. I know a lot of people, believe it or not, who have found that the quietest place to read their Bible is in their car, in the parking lot, before they go into work because they got a house full of young kids and they got a workplace full of really busy employees, so that's kind of their quiet moment. I would challenge you to find a quiet spot that is going to be the spot, hear me, not where you read your Bible, but where you meet with Jesus by reading your Bible as you head into the upcoming year. What is going to be the place for you that allows you to sit down, take a deep breath, not be distracted, and read your Bible? Find your place, get your plan, and then the last thing I would encourage you to do 
is find the time of day where you are going to aim to read your Bible every year. Now, in 2022, I had the opportunity to read my Bible through with six guys that I was in a Bible reading group with. And here's what I learned about reading your Bible through in a year. The thing that makes it most difficult are the disruptions in your daily life that cause you to miss a day, cause you to miss two days, cause you to miss three days, cause you to feel behind enough that you quit because you're never going to catch up. So I have found that the most valuable tools in reading through your Bible are a make-up time every day, other than your regular Bible reading time, and a make-up day every week where you have a little extended Bible reading time. If you just time yourself reading the Bible, if you read your Bible 12 to 15 minutes a day, every day you will read through the entire Bible in the course of a year. So that is 12 to 15 minutes a day. It's about 90 minutes a week. So if you read your Bible every day for 15 minutes, or if you read your Bible every Saturday for an hour and a half, both of those would almost get you completely through the Bible in the course of a year. So for me right now, I'm just going to tell you how I am doing life right now. My primary Bible reading time is in the morning, in my living room, in my recliner. Um, 90% of the time, that is when and where I am going to read my Bible. If I ever don't get to my Bible reading in the morning, my backup time every day is before I go to bed. And I know when I leave the house, if I have not read my Bible that morning, that somehow I've got to end my evening 30 minutes early or I have to extend it 30 minutes later so I can read my Bible before I go to bed. When I had young kids, it was the absolute opposite. Um, I read my Bible at night after the kids went to bed because it was some of the only quiet time in my life. But if I ever missed my Bible reading at night, I knew that in the morning I needed to set my alarm clock 30 minutes to 45 minutes early because I needed to make up from the time that I had just missed. So I think one of the most valuable things you can do as you try to read the Bible through in 2023 is have a set time that you read your Bible every day and a backup time if you miss. In addition to that, in the rare case that you're going to miss both, you should have a backup day where you know you have an hour that you can catch up on some reading. So maybe for you, it's going to be Sunday afternoon. Maybe for you, it's going to be early Saturday morning. Maybe for you, it's going to be Friday evening. Have that time every week where you know if I happen to have missed a day or two, I've got this 30 to 45 minute span where I can read through the Bible. I can catch up on my Bible reading. That's really, really important to do. Now, if you want to take your Bible reading to the next level and not just read through the Bible in a year, but really begin to learn the Bible in a year, um, I would challenge you to get a study Bible. Um, now, I have read through about 15 different study Bibles. Uh, I brought with me for our podcast today one of my favorite, the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible. I actually read this one through uh, in 2021. Um, for those of you who are preachers or teachers or students of church history, really great study Bible to read. If you're leading a small group, uh, maybe particularly of children and students, the Life Application Study Bible is really, really good because it teaches you how to take Scripture and help apply it to other people's lives. Um, I love the ESV Study Bible. If you're just starting brand new and you just kind of want to know what the Bible teaches at a deeper level, the study notes, the charts and the graphs in the ESV Study Bible are incredible. One year before I went to Israel, I read the Archaeology Study Bible, which gave every major archaeological find that supported Scripture and which museum in the world that it was in. So 
you read through the Bible and you, you realize that you are reading history that is in the museums of the world. That was one of my favorite Bibles that I read. The first century study Bible puts the entire New Testament context um, in the context of Jewish history and teaches what the Jewish readers and hearers of Jesus' day would have said to them. I mean, there's so many different study Bibles. I would challenge you to get one that for you is going to help you achieve what you want to in your walk. And as you read through your Bible, read through the notes, read through the book introductions, look at the maps and charts, learn more than the regular Bible. A study Bible will answer probably the first three questions you have about anything you ever read in the Bible. So if we can back up just a little bit on Bible reading, you're going to get a plan that tells you what to read every day. You're going to have a time and a place where you read through that plan and you check it off every day. You're going to have a backup time every day because if you miss, you're going to catch by the end of the day or pick up first thing the next day. And then you're going to have 30 minutes to 45 minutes a week where you catch up on a week of missing in case you ever get behind. Now, the last thing for really getting through the Bible together well is reading the Bible through in a group, uh, an accountability group of two or three people, because what will happen is if you miss a day, you might catch your makeup time. If you miss a couple days, you might catch your makeup day on Saturday. But if you know every six weeks your group's going to get together, I promise you the day before that group meets, you will cram whatever you've missed because you'll feel accountable to those people you're reading the Bible through with. Uh, Reading the Bible through is not difficult, but it's also not easy. And it takes some tips and tools to get through it in the course of a year. So let me challenge you with those things. The next thing you can do to take your Bible reading and learning to walk with Jesus to the next level is a little bit of journaling. Journaling, I have found, is very difficult, very intimidating for people because they don't know what to write. They either think they have to start every day with Dear Diary and write a thousand words or write nothing. There are some very practical tips and tools for journaling that can help you as you walk through your year of Bible reading. For about the last 10 years, I have used a dated journal. You say, what do you mean by dated journal? It's not a Christian journal. It's not a Bible journal. doesn't have any verses on it. doesn't have any pretty pictures of crosses or beaches or Jesus on it anywhere. It literally is something that I get at a store that almost looks like a daily planner, but that can be used as a journal. The reason I use a dated journal is because every day I read the Bible, I always end up, when I finish reading, putting the date on it. So for those of you watching on YouTube, you're going to see now kind of how neurotic I am a little bit. Um, Because my mind wanders, I underline every line of Scripture that I read. If I don't, I'm telling you, I'll get three lines in and I'll start thinking about the other 30 things going on in my life. So to slow myself down, I underline every word that I read. Literally every Bible I've ever read has every word underlined in it. When I get to the end of reading that day, I mark the day that I've read it. It's October 17th, I think, on this page of 2021. Um, Why did I do that? I do that because that matches my journal. And if I would go to my journal, and this is a blank one because it's for 2023 for me, I could go to October 21st and I could see what I remembered from my reading that day and wrote down. So this journal and my Bible are going to match each other. This is really helpful when you're in a Bible study group to be able to look on a page of Scripture and say, what was I thinking as I read that, Um, and to go back and write it down. Now, there's a very simple acronym that will help you journal kind of the way that I journal that just helps you take what you heard in Scripture and write one or two things down. Um, And it's the acronym SOAP. 
like the soap that you wash your hands with, the soap that you have in a shower, the soap that you do your dishes with. Um, and it comes from a book called Divine Mentor by Pastor Wayne Cordero. If you have a little extra reading time on your hands and want to read that, go buy it on Amazon. One of my favorite books about just learning how to read the Bible and to understand it a little bit. So the S stands for Scripture. The O stands for Observation. The A stands for application, and the P stands for prayer. So a lot of times when I'm talking with people who are reading through their Bible, who have read the Wayne Cordero book, I'm asking them, what did you soap today? Here's what that looks like very practically for me as I read my Bible. So I've got my Bible opened, Isaiah 62, 63, and 64. Like you heard, I underline every word that I read because it, it helps me pay attention, but you should always read with a pen. So as I read through my Bible, I'm going to highlight, I'm going to star, I'm going to take notes on any page that I'm reading. So just in this text, you know, I saw in Isaiah 62, 12, that people of God, when the world looks at them, are called cared for. They're called not deserted. I, I highlighted down here in Isaiah 63, 14, that the Spirit of God gives us rest. I highlighted in Isaiah 63, 15, that God helps us see. I highlighted in Isaiah 64, 4, that God acts on behalf of one who waits for them. So I'll have a handful of notes that I have made as I have read. The S in Scripture means this. I'll go back through anything that I've notated, and I'll pick one of those things. And that one Scripture is the thing that I'm going to take with me that day. So I'm going to take that one Scripture, I'm going to write it in my journal as my S, and then I'm going to make one observation. Today I learned from Isaiah 64, 14, that if I will just be patient, God will wait for me. The application is one sentence. In dealing with the thing I'm dealing with at work today, today I'm going to choose to be patient, and this week I'm just going to pray. I'm not going to act. I'm just going to wait on God. And then my prayer is, God, you said that if I would be patient, you would act. I'm going to try to do that this week at work. So I'm, I've not just read the Bible. All of a sudden, the Bible has turned into a conversation that God is having with me and I'm having back to Him. So that's a very easy, simple way to begin your journaling. The other way that I have found really powerful, but probably a, a little more expert in level, is what I call the four eyes of Bible reading. And this literally is what you are seeing as you enter interact with the text of Scripture. I'm going to give you the eyes. I hope you'll write them down, and I hope you'll try to see your Bible reading through this. So the first level that you're going to read in Scripture is what I call information. You're just going to learn things that you never knew before. Holy cow, Jesus had 12 disciples. Jesus had brothers and sisters. Oh my gosh, there was a flood. A guy named Noah got on the ark. Like You're going to read something you've never, you've never seen or heard before, and you're going to get some new information. Much of your Bible reading is going to be information. Some of your Bible reading will move to the level of inspiration. So you not only will learn something new, but you'll learn something powerful, and you'll learn something spiritual, and you'll learn something that, that makes you want to not only act on Scripture, but believe more in who God is and what God has said, the promises of God. You'll, you'll read inspiration, and you'll want to go tell somebody what you'll learn because you know how it could work in your life or how it could work in their life. The third level is way more intimate. Third and fourth levels are the most intimate. The third level of reading through Scripture is illumination. And illumination is when the Holy Spirit makes the text come alive to you. Here's the picture of illumination. It's as if you're reading through Scripture in a room that's a little dark, 
And it's like the Holy Spirit puts a flashlight on one verse, and like that one verse applies to your life on that day. Uh, you have no idea how many times this will be happening, that you'll be reading something that was written 3,000 years ago, but on that day, it was written from God to you. That's illumination. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That, that is when you go from reading your Bible to interacting with the Holy Spirit of God, illumination. It's very, very powerful. The last level of reading, which is the most intimate and most powerful, is what I call incarnation. So you got information, inspiration, illumination, incarnation. Incarnation is when you see Jesus in a text of Scripture in a way that helps you understand life or yourself better. So incarnation is learning how to see Jesus on every page of Scripture. For example, when you're reading through First Chronicles and you're nine chapters deep and all you've read are 600 names that you can't pronounce, and you're thinking, where is Jesus on this text of Scripture? Well, a good study Bible will tell you those lists were put together because people were trying to figure out if they were truly 100% Jewish and if they could trace their Israeli citizenship back to the nation of Israel. Why were they trying to do that? If they could prove that they were fully Israeli and connected to the nation of Israel, then they could claim the promises of Israel that God had given to Israel. So they were not just, they were not just trying to build a family tree. They were trying to figure out, do the promises of God apply to me and my family or no? Where Jesus is on those page is you and I don't need a, need a list of 600 people to figure out whether or not the promises of God apply to us. We need a list of one, and his name is Jesus. And when we look at what the people of First Chronicles went through to try to figure out whether or not God's promises applied to them versus what we have to go through, just connect to Jesus to know that God's promises apply to us. We learn some incarnational truth that, holy cow, Jesus is the most important thing in life because he's the one that makes all of the promises of God apply to me. Incarnational is a deep level of truth because you got to know a lot about Jesus and who he is. But on your fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth time through the Bible, you might get to that point. When I pick scripture to journal, I'm usually trying to journal from the bottom up. So I've got all kinds of things highlighted. New information. Hey, I never knew that. Um, uh, inspiration. Oh, that is a great verse. Like I could, I could give that to someone who's hurting, and I think it would encourage them. Um, illumination. Wow, I needed that today. I needed God to say that to me. Incarnation. Wow, look how Jesus makes everything fit together. I usually work my way from the bottom up, which means if I have four scriptures on a page, the one I want to put in my journal is incarnation. Because for me, life is all about Jesus, and the more I can see Jesus and understand him, the better. If I don't have an incarnational verse, I'm looking for that illumination so that I can write in my journal, here's what God said to me today. And then I can pray about something very specific in the application part of soaping a verse. If there is no illumination, I'm going to write the inspiration. Hey, God's word promised this today. It's awesome. The application, if this would happen in my life, it would be awesome. The prayer, God, let this happen in my life because it would be awesome. That's probably an oversimplification, but you get it. Um, and if I don't have any of that, then it's just new information. Um, holy cow, I didn't know how many wives Abraham had. That's really interesting. That's good to remember when I talk to people who believe because they've been divorced that maybe God can't use them anymore. I'm going to remember to tell them, well, Abraham actually had like 17 or 18 different wives, and God still used him or something like that. Don't quote me on that. I, I'm just talking off the top of my head. I don't think any of that is actually biblically true. But you can see how information can be used in ministry if you write those things down. So as I journal, I want to soap my Bible reading, and I want to do it through the levels of, do I see Jesus? 
Did the Holy Spirit speak to me? Did I learn something powerful? Or did I read a promise of Scripture from God to His people? Or did I learn something new spiritually that I never knew before that I want to make sure I remember? That is how I very easily journal Scripture, uh, journal Scripture and Bible reading. Um, I always start, even though I don't go full Dear, di- dear Diary, uh, I usually begin my journaling of my day with just two or three thoughts on here's what's going on today. I almost always try to put my heart on the page. How do I feel? As I approach my time with Jesus today, how am I feeling? I, I try to write down two or three sentence, two or three sentences that would answer this question. If my time with Jesus, um, or if my Bible reading was time with a person, not time with a book, and I sat next, down next to Jesus and he said, how you doing today? My first two or three lines in my journal, I want to answer that question to Jesus. Here's how I'm doing today. And then I want to hear him respond. So that's how my journaling interacts with my Bible reading. Um, I also, so we're going to get a little more into kind of practical tools and tips now. If you were to walk into my house, my Bible reading kit, and you've probably learned by now that I'm a little OCD in what I do, um, my Bible reading stack that you are going to see is probably going to look exactly like this. Um, and if I go on vacation, I'm going to set it up in a hotel room exactly like this. If I'm at my mom and dad's house, this is what's going to be set up in their guest bedroom. This is how I get myself ready to meet with Jesus. And now I'm just going to real practically give you some tools and tips. If I was trying to have you shadow me for a day of meeting with Jesus, so you might know how to go meet with Jesus, this is how I would show you how to do it. So every morning I'm going to get up, I'm going to grab my stack from the bookshelf that it's on. I'm going to go sit down in my recliner. I'm going to take my pen off the top. I'm going to open my journal, and I'm going to answer this question as if I've sat down with Jesus. How you doing today? What's going on today? I'm going to try to write two or three sentences on, here's what's going on. Here's how I feel. Here's what's up. I then am going to head to a devotional book. I always, it's what I call prime the pump. I always prime the pump of my spirit with what someone else has heard very specifically in the areas of inspiration, illumination, and incarnation, I always read through a devotional book that takes five to seven minutes to just kind of turn my heart on to who Jesus is. Uh, In 2023, I'll be going through this book with the elders of our church, New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp. It's an incredible devotional book. Um, The past few years, I've gone through a Proverbs devotional with Tim Keller, a Psalms devotional with Tim Keller, My Utmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers, Morning and Evening by Charles Spurgeon. Um, I always, between my journaling and my Bible reading, I always just try to prime the pump of my spirit, wake up my spirit by reading inspiration, illumination, and incarnation from somebody. Show me Jesus in the text. Just going to train my eyes and kind of get me up to speed on reading for those three things. Uh, I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm almost going to soap my devotional book. I'm going to read. I'm going to underline. I'm going to circle. Then I'm going to go to my journal. I'm going to pull one thing out of my devotional reading, and I'm just going to pull a scripture observation application out, write it down in my journal. I'm going to set my journal down. I'm going to open my Bible. I'm going to do my daily Bible reading through my Bible reading plan. I'm just going to go to whatever day that I'm on. I'm going to check the box off. I'm going to read those two or three chapters. You already know I'm going to underline every word. Anything that stands out to me, I'm going to circle. I'm going to highlight. I'm going to make a note. When I finish my Bible reading, I'm going to date it. Here's the date I read it. Then I'm going to go back through, and I'm looking at everything in the Bible that I've marked down and notated. 
I'm going to pick one of those. I'm going to put it in my journal. I'm going to soap it, scripture, observation, application, prayer. Um, then I'm going to close my Bible, put my Bible reading plan back in here. I'm going to put my devotional book back on top of my Bible. I'm going to put my journal on there. Then I'm going to pull up my prayer journal. It's totally different than all the other books that I keep. And I'm going to record my prayers for the day based on what I have going on that day and a combination of what I've read that's really challenged me. I've got kind of an inductive prayer journal process that I won't go through. Maybe I'll go through it um, in, a, in a different year. Um, but literally, you can see I've got different days. I've got um, years of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday prayers written in my journal. Um, and I'll take this. I'll do my prayer journaling. I'll go spend time on my knees in prayer. I'll put my prayer journal back on top, um, and I let Jesus know, hey, I'll see you tomorrow again. And if I don't catch you in the morning, I'll see you tomorrow night. And if somehow I miss an entire day, we will catch up on the day that I'm off. Some practical things I've used to help me carry Scripture with me longer. I must always have a stack of index cards in my Bible. Um, if one of the things that I soap during the day is something that I want to memorize or I want to tell to somebody else, I always take that scripture and write it on a three by five index card, throw that in my pocket and I carry it with me all day long. Several times throughout the course of the day, I'll pull it out and look at it. Might set it in the cup holder in my car so I can see it. Uh, Might put it on my mirror in my bathroom at the end of the day so I can read it. Maybe once a week, I'll have a thought that I want to transfer to the rest of my life. I always put that on an index card and keep that with me um, forever and ever. And in this year's Bible reading program, what I'll do in 2023 that I've never done before is I have um, subscribed to the Bible Recap podcast. And every day after my Bible reading, I'm going to, on my way to work, listen to a four or five minute podcast that is a recap of what I've read with a couple kind of big ideas to just kind of help sink the truth in to what I'm doing. So you can go to any of your podcast platforms. You can subscribe to that podcast. And literally every day next year for 365 days, there'll be a podcast that interacts with the Bible reading plan that you are on. Uh, My prayer for you as we wrap up this podcast is not just that you read your Bible through in 2023. It would be a monumental feat. Most Christians have not done that. But my prayer instead is that as you read through your Bible in 2023, you will learn to develop a rhythm of meeting with a man named Jesus who lived 2,000 years ago in the region of Galilee in northern Israel, and he literally changed the world not just by his teaching and his interaction with his disciples, but by his death and resurrection and promise that he would come back again. My hope is that 2023 will give you some training wheels where you'll get to the point eventually where at first when you miss, you're going to feel pressure. And then as you get closer to your accountability group, when you miss, you're going to feel guilty. Um, My hope is that by the time you get towards the end of the year, when you miss, you'll feel lonely. You'll feel like you had an appointment with your best friend that you weren't able to keep that day. And everything else that you did in that day paled in comparison to the time you could have spent or would have spent with Jesus. And my hope is you will develop a lifelong pattern and rhythm of every day of your life, stopping your life to reorient it around Jesus through his word and through prayer. Uh, Man, I'm, I'm hoping for you that you experience out of your time with Jesus what I experience with mine as I read my Bible through. And I hope today's podcast has been helpful 
in even one small way in giving you some tools or some tips to read your Bible, to journal, to remember, and to walk with Jesus every day in 2023 better and in a more fulfilling way than you did in 2022. We're not sure what we're going to drop in February yet, but I know we'll be dropping a new podcast in February of 2023, so stay tuned for that. And for today, thank you so much that you've spent some time with us on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to develop a faith that is active every day by walking with Jesus. Look forward to seeing you next month. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Activate. We would love for you to join us in person for one of our weekly worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. Help us get the word out about this resource. You can do so by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing this episode on your favorite social media platform. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.